0: welcome once again to another episode of the random access podcast brought to you by rapodcast.net this is episode 403 recorded live on sunday march 15th 2015 right should we do the random topic yes all right rolled ahead of time Name the opponent you feared the most in the board game diplomacy and explain why. England. Hansowitz. Oh you're going for player. He just said opponent. Yeah. I, I was I was interpreting that as which region. Oh, okay. So if I had to pick if I had to pick a country, I would say Turkey actually. Yeah? England is so hard to get to England is hard to get to They're they're at a slight disadvantage for coming onto the land but they're so hard to get to You have to, as a land-based opponent really commit to building a fleet And by the time you really commit to building a fleet, England knows Yeah, and everyone else is running over you with their armies I say Turkey because if Turkey can get Russia on its side Uh, Doesn't that mean that you're just as afraid of Russia? No, cause Russia, Russia can be dealt with. Turkey, Turkey and Russia can go after it, and then Turkey can so easily just literally stab a knife into the gut of Russia. Yeah, but Russia can do the same. Russia can sit onto Turkey. It's I feel like it's a lot it's a lot harder. To, Russia has to deal with a lot of stuff up north because they're so massive. You have to deal with England oh. up there, you have but, to deal with but Germany Italy and Austria-Hungary can pretty easily, you know, uh confuse and and split up Turkey. I feel like Turkey in the hands of somebody good can But they depend on Russia in that case. Yeah. Who does England have to depend on? England doesn't have to depend on anybody really. England it's, doesn't depend on shit. England is their own country. They don't need to make an alliance with Russia. It's helpful to England to ally with France and just carve up the Iberian. I love how I literally do not have a diplomacy board in front of me, but in my head, I know exactly what you're talking. It's like, oh, yeah, that and that. Right. Spain and Portugal. Yep. There you go. England takes one. France takes the other. And then they turn around and beat up Germany. Yeah. That's a standard opening. Or England and Germany make friends and beat the shit out of France. Yeah, no, the actual opponent. Ooh, I don't know, the couple of times Moberg played? Moberg and Phil. Moberg and Phil, yes. Eric and Phil. Phil. I I actually am going to count them as a single opponent because they did that. They basically made a a 100% alliance of Russia and Turkey and said, we don't care what you're going to say. We've made an alliance and we're sticking to it the entire game. Yeah. There was nothing we could do to break them apart diplomacy man that was uh that was insane yeah it was does the board count as an opponent or the clock the clock i do believe would actually count as an opponent because as the game progressed you get tired yeah you get real tired real easy i think Especially the clock was lube. the hardest opponent the, the clock is what i was most afraid of cuz if you lose everybody else gets antsy and wants to do other things but if you're winning you you have to race against the clock yep So England, Moberg and Phil, and the clock. The clock rules all, though. The clock. The clock is what I'm most afraid of? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's that. Yes, that is. Well, then, I guess that's a wrap. This is episode 404, recorded live on Saturday, March 21st, 2015. All right. Random topic? Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Have you ever been sued? No. No. Okay. That was an odd, random topic. I know. Have you ever been sued? No. No. Not oh, well, I got let me, jury let duty let me say next that. week. Not to oh, my knowledge. I supposedly have jury duty next week. That's going to be fun. Have fun. Yeah. I do have to say, though, for all the times that I've been called for, or I've been sent the, the jury duty summons, I have not gone once. You have not been selected that, once. Yeah, I have not been selected. I haven't even you had have to gone show up every time because you have a legal and civic obligation to do so. Oh no, no, I haven't even gone because normally they have a website or a phone number you call the day before or the oh, morning of and and they've got a full jury. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't had to go. No. Okay. That's I have not had to go yet. I have been mailed the summons, you know, I've multiple never times. Mailed summons for jury duty. Hmm? I've never been summoned for jury duty. Yeah, this is is number three or four for me now okay i have only been you know active to be on a jury since i've been what 18 so 13 years yeah so it's it's approximately one every three to four years yeah i i'm still batting zero what what did i do to be i don't know i don't know this is ridiculous but random selection yeah Yeah, really random selection. This is... Hmm. All right. Well... I think that's it. Yeah, that's a wrap. This is episode 407, recorded live on Saturday, April 11th, 2015, which is also International Tabletop Day. Random topic. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. Who has been bitten by the most ticks? Have you been bitten by a tick? I have not been bitten by a tick. Then the answer is neither of us. Have you not been bitten by a tick either? I have never been bitten by a tick. Not to feel, my knowledge. I feel like that is less of a feat for you than it is for me. Since I spend very little time in the woods. Yes, and I have, you know, done the whole Boy, Scout. Scouts, Boy Scouts, almost Eagle Scout sort of thing. Yep. And, you know, I went camping last year for a couple of days. Yep. I mean, I go for walks in the woods, but usually wearing pants. (laughs) Well, it is good to be outside wearing pants. Right. That normally is a good thing. So, yeah. Have you ever thought about camping? Yes. How long has that thought lasted? Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. How does one measure the amount of time of a thought? I don't know. Have, have, Have you acted on that thought ever? Uh, again like what do you mean i.e did you think hey what do i have camping material wise hey where Uh, could i go camping i have a tent in the basement that has the word marlboro on it i i don't really like camping i don't have an interest in camping so weekend at the cottage is good weekend in a tent not good not so good no okay that is where you draw the line yes somewhere between there there is a line that has been drawn all right cabin without or indoor plumbing? Possible. Still has electricity. Probable. Okay. Why does it have electricity but not indoor plumbing? One of those actually feels like it's more important than the other. <laughs> hey, if I remember correctly, there's a stat that says there are more te- uh, more houses with television in them than there are houses with indoor plumbing. Okay, well, that's odd. Let me double check. Oh, no, you don't need to double check that. Okay. I remember I read that in the yeah, it feels, it feels weird, but whatever. Okay, t- 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 according to census data from 1999, 98.6% of the U.S. households have plumbing facilities. Only 98.2% had televisions. Oh, okay, so it's less. Never mind. All, All right, right, other way. Cool. Okay, so indoor plumbing is maybe. Electricity, though, is a Yes. Like if it has electricity but not indoor plumbing, that's a that's a I could do that. Okay, I would not be happy about it, but I could do it. But if it had indoor plumbing but no electricity, Uh potentially could also do that. Food becomes an interesting challenge at that point. Yes, yes, it does because you don't have anything to keep food cold. Well, you could get one of those uh, Coleman like super duty roller coolers that can. Oh, oh but I think at they that s- point you should just like drag a generator and have electricity. Yes. But then you have to feed the generator. Okay. With the cooler. I think they're so up to The real to answer is you- Dave's not going camping. <laughs> Why does everyone want me to go camping? What? I don't get it. It would be fun to see you outside of your element in the elements. You realize I would do just fine, right? Yes, I know. But it's okay. still, it's, it. it's like spotting like that white tailed deer just in your backyard. It's like, Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> you don't belong here. I'm just going to watch you because you seem to be out of that's place. That's what would happen. It's like, Dave, what are, you, what are you doing out here? You don't belong out here. I'd, I'd take a pencil and a piece of paper and I'd start writing out code. <laughs> it's what I would do. Or we'd play games. We have plenty of board games and card games. I could play you in cribbage. Or other tabletop games. Or other tabletop games because it is International Tabletop Gaming Day. Oh, and look at how that, that one brought all the way around. Full circle. All right, let's kill it then. All right, that's a wrap. This is episode 408, recorded live on Sunday, April 19th, 2015. What else we got? Uh, We got the random topic, which rolled ahead of time. Which teachers, coaches, students, and activities in high school contribute the most to your intellectual development and why? Uh, oh, huh. That's a tough one. So basically, who in high school contributed the most to intellectual learning? But not only that, but not even a who, but what as well. Well, let's see. For teachers, uh, Pike, Jonik, Hasberger, and uh, I'm blanking, research sem guy. Starts with an M. I don't know. I had research sem with Hill, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Marcero. Mr. Marcero. Yeah, Marcereau. there we go. Uh, I'd, I'd say those were the top contributors. I mean, I... I had an advantage that actually you had a very similar advantage. Both of my siblings had gone through the high school before me. Yes, right. So we 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 as a family knew who the the teachers were that could support the kind of learning that I needed that could challenge me and and make me want to continue to learn. But then there were also some of the new teachers like um, uh, Mr. Schmier. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Pike. Pike was yeah, new. Schmier, Pike, uh, Gumminick Yeah. I I did not have any of them. I had Pike. uh, Schmier, and Gubanik were both of them were stuck out in the uh, portables Portables. for a while. Yep. I had Pike for for Civics, so I didn't have them. Oh, there was a... um, Oh, who did I take world history with? He was in the front of the... uh, Smigelski? I don't... don't That's who I had history with. Well, world history. But It was those teachers that kind of like took what you were actually learning and then also expanded upon it. Like, I still remember we had a... uh, Oh, it was the, the world history class. We actually had a pretty heavy discussion about uh, communist versus democracy sort of things there. And he was able to play devil's advocate well enough that half the class was like, oh, communism. Hmm. We should give that a shot. Well, communism is of those things that theoretically can work, but in right. practicality. Kind of sucks. Yeah. But yeah, it was always those, those teachers that expanded beyond just the... The notes on there, or expanded beyond the homework sort of stuff. I had teachers who wanted me to learn and helped me want to learn. I mean, like, you you cannot sit in a room with Joyce Jonak and not pay attention to her. Oh, Mrs. Jonak. Never actually had any with her. She's, yeah, she was incredible. She was absolutely incredible. Coaches, though. Coaches, I only really had. had Pete. I I don't count Susan Nettedic as a coach. Yeah, no, I was like Nettedic's not. No, I feel like most of the coaching with Quiz Bowl was just dissecting how the questions are asked to try and get the answer. No, she she did a pretty good job actually of of maintaining the team and uh, coordinating things. She also went to bat for us a lot. That I did not know about. But granted, I was you know just the JV guy. Yeah, no, she went to bat for us for a lot of different things. Mm. No. loveland was always fun just because he was able to take swimming and then just do other things at the same time it's like we were at some match and he's like i want you to double check my math i'm going to give you a bunch of numbers and i want you to add them up in your head and then tell me what the answer is that's not double checking math that's a math exercise <laughs> i know but he set it up as i want you to double check my math no if you want someone to double check your work give them the tools to do it yeah i I'd, I'd, I'd go with that original list Lampman was also good as a teacher. He was the band teacher. Yeah, because he it, the band room was almost just like the, the, the place to hang out. Yeah, but that's not. Well, I mean, that's part of high school. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a, being a teacher. Band room was always great to hang out with most of, mm, students though. Students, ah. students that were influential to my learning. Um, all of my current friends. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, because they're the friends that i had in high school <laughs> i don't know it's students were mostly trying to just teach me like who can i work well with who can i not work well with who's a good person to have around who's not a good person to have around because there's always that one person who disrupts your entire group and it just is not it's hard good. to recover from that yeah yeah Well, this was an interesting random topic for just kind of reminiscing. Activities, though. Music, though. Music was key. I enjoyed music. I enjoyed some of my extracurricular activities. Some of my extracurricular activities I did not enjoy. I didn't do much extracurricular. Mm. I did choir. That wasn't really extracurricular. That was curricular. I did quiz bowl, and that was pretty much it. Some of the sports I enjoyed. Some of them I did not. Um, Yeah, some of the, the band was, marching band was fun. My extracurricular for marching band was to go to the games to watch you guys in the band. <sighs> there was, I do have to say that there was a lot of stuff, though, outside of actual school that went with the development of stuff. School is just a vessel to contain it all. Sure. With that profound note. You think we're done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's a wrap. What? This is episode 409, recorded live on April 25th, 2015. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Of course. What sound does Andy make in his head when he proves David wrong? I would I would say we'd have to wait for that, but Andy proved me. Well, you didn't prove <laughs> me like wrong I earlier wrong today. In this episode. It wasn't wrong. It was just uh, an, an alternate viewpoint. <laughs> I was still right. Just not as right. So I love how your answer was, we'll see when it comes to it. Yep. Wow, Mr. Egotistical. Well, here's a good chance for you to prove me wrong. <laughs> I think I'm in my head when I see something that's not right. I don't. I don't say anything afterwards, but beforehand I go really. And that's just in general. If somebody said something wrong, and I'm, I just look at him like that's really. Not specifically to me, right? That's yeah, just in yeah. general like really. Is that? Is that? What's going on? Sometimes I also do my dad's, mm. <laughs> which Kate just commented on already. Yeah, <laughs> she's shaking her head at that too? But, yeah, the uh what sound do I make really that's that's pretty much it. It's a, Dave do something wrong, really. Really, Dave? Really? I don't recall hearing that very often, though. Well, that's because it's all in my head. Ah, and you're I not in that? my head. Do I do that very often? I can't think of the last time that you have done that. Okay. But then I also can't think of what I had for breakfast yesterday. Well, there's an easy way to around that, Andy, which is to just have the same thing for breakfast every day. Kate told me I had a banana. You had a banana for breakfast yesterday, and I think a granola bar. I had oatmeal mm. and a bowl of fruit. Mm. Was that? No, that was two days ago, not yesterday. Yesterday, I didn't have breakfast. <laughs> so you were wrong. I was wrong. Really, Dave? Except you didn't prove me wrong. I was just wrong. Do you a want difference. me to? Do you want me to, the next time in my head, I think, really, actually say to you, really? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay. And with that... That's a wrap. This is episode 410, recorded live on May 3rd, 2015. All right, random topic rolled ahead of time. What are the different things that you and your siblings have that uniquely connect you to your parents? And they have suggestions of hobby, religion, sports, et cetera. Chromosomes? My laugh, actually. It's actually uh, my, my both of my brothers and I laugh like my dad does, which was funny because somebody was ch- chatting like they were standing in a square this lady was talking to my dad, my brother, and my other brother, and somebody said something funny, and all three of them turned back and to the right and laughed at the same time. That's kind of disturbing. And that, yeah, that freaked her out. But it was one of those things where it's like, I don't do, and then I laughed at one point. I'm like, oh, crap, I laughed the same exact way as everybody else. All the yep. males in my family all laughed the same way. Like get what? Oh, yes. I also have the same amount of tangents as my dad. The same what? I can go about four steps down a rabbit hole before actually getting to my actual point, okay, which is works fine for the podcast, but you know if, you're, if I'm trying to get quick information out to you, not helpful no. Things I have in common with my brother and sister that link us to our parents yes uh, hair and facial structure are are pretty big ones, like that's true of a lot of people yes, passive aggressive nature. <laughs> Uh, avoidance of confrontation. Um, lateral thinking. I don't know. There are a lot of people who have lateral thinking. That's not something. Well, oh, but this didn't say, like, links you to your parents and no one else to your parents or no one else to anyone else. That you and your siblings have that uniquely connect you to your parents. Oh, well, hmm. That uniquely connect us to my parents. Yeah. Male pattern ball no. Actually, none of us have male pattern baldness. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a second, no, that won't work. Josh has a full head of hair, so do I. Um, The UPS guy? What? It's a joke. What do you have that uniquely connects you to your parents? The UPS guy. Oh. Joke being that my my brother and sister Uh, and I are not my father's uh, children. Yeah. There you go. Okay. A sense of humor. We have a unique sense of humor in the Pelé household. Kate also pointed out when I just did, uh, that is also my dad's. You didn't do an, uh, you did an, uh. Oh. She thought it was the, mmm. No, it was not the, mmm. Oh, it wasn't it. It just reminded her of it. Okay. Do your siblings do the, mmm? I think Eric does. I'm not sure about Jamie or Carrie. We question things a lot. Yes, yes but we that's, got that from from my dad. But is that unique, though? That's that's the key word in I, this I, topic. I, I is don't know. Unique. I don't know that we have a lot that is unique. Do you? I mean, you know my siblings. Do you see anything that's unique? Not off the top of my head. Right. Like there just isn't a whole lot there. Mm. So there's, there's not not much I can I mean again the the chromosomes genetics is what links me to my parents and it uniquely links me and my siblings to my parents. Yeah, I've got I've I already did all my stuff so that's what I've got. So. Okay. All right. I well, think that's it then. Yep, I guess that's a wrap. This is episode 411 recorded live on May 9th, 2015. Random topic. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. This one comes from the now Dr. Hansowitz. Woo! Congratulations, Hans. Dr. Man, Hans. Th- this man now got a doctorate, and this is the random topic he writes, all right? It is raining outside. You have a leaky roof, a crying child, and there is an African swallow dropping a coconut onto the roof of your car. What is your favorite color? Hans, I never thought he'd be the kind of guy to drop acid. <laughs> I like. I see some Monty Python in there. I, I, There's a lot of Monty Python in there. Yeah, there is a lot of Monty Python in there. But, but I. What is my favorite color? With a leaky roof and an African swallow. Why is African swallows are non-migratory? What what's it doing over here? How is it able to hold a coconut by itself? Does it grab it by the husk? No, no. African swallows could could definitely take a coconut. Oh, it's the European swallow. European ones that couldn't. But African swallows are non-migratory. This, I understand that the random questions are supposed to be random, but I feel like random in topic of conversation, not random in complete gibberish. Well, Andy, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is green. Okay. My Dave, favorite what- color shifts from time to time, so I, it's hard to say. But typically uh, something in the blue-green spectrum. Red. No, blue. Ah! It was blue, no yellow. It was blue, no no yellow. One or the other. Still, it shifts and you get thrown in the pit. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. What is your favorite color? uh, Oh, shit. Bye, Dave. it would be really sad sad is like, ah, shit. He's like, yep, move on. God damn it. (laughs) From here on forward, your favorite color is brown. Is the color of shit. Uh, I think that's it. All right. I guess uh, that's a wrap. This is episode 412, recorded live on May 16th. 2015 so random topic yes would you give your co-host an electric shock when they annoyed you during a show if it meant you also gave yourself an electric shock now this question to me is how bad are these shocks There's the how bad are the shocks, there's the is the shock I give them the same as the shock I give myself, and do they happen simultaneously, and are they variable? Can I send a strong shock or a weak shock or both or what? That is an excellent question. Because I feel like if I could send a medium shock... I can prepare myself for it, Yeah. right? I know when I'm going to send the shock. So if I send a low to medium shock, it's going to startle you a hell of a lot more. No, very true. And so when when we start going off on tangents or we start getting distracted or you start reading Facebook, then I can be like, all right, and zap. But also if the question becomes like, is mine going to be worse or equal? If, if it's less, then it's like, oh, that's no problem. That, that would be, right, I yeah. get a little bit, which is okay, but you get a lot, that's be interesting i do enjoy that that kate said uh kate thought that this was an obvious answer that we would absolutely do it but i'm oh. not i'm not trying to be mean to andy it's just sometimes you need a carrot and sometimes you need a stick would there be a carrot i mean this is a pretty heavy stick <laughs> this is this is all stick there's no carrot on this one right so what would the carrot be <coughs> could we could we send something to the co-host when when we did something we liked I don't know what the carrot would be. It would be uh Can I just get like chocolate to appear on Andy's desk? Steam credits. Steam credits? What, like send you money? Yes. Okay. Send you like five cents at a time. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. No, not th- well, not a lot, but still. Well, especially something. If, if whatever I send you, I get the same thing. Oh. Right? Because that's the whole thing with the shocks, is if I shock you, I get shocked back. Yes, I know, but the money is not appearing out of nowhere. Well, but but it but it should. <laughs> with no, these same rules. 50 cents, nothing. Here, Andy, have 20 bucks. And then suddenly 20 bucks appears in your account? What the hell? Okay, I am going to buy the entire Steam library. Money has to come from somewhere, and most likely it will come from us. Mm, Okay, so we need a different carrot. Yes. I still like the idea of food as a carrot. But then the food has to come from somewhere. Well, but what can we do? I mean, I guess instead of a jolt of electricity, you could like... Send a jolt of pleasure, I guess? I don't know. No, I'm going to nix that one. Okay. Like, just a feel-good? How? I don't know. How am I sending a jolt of electricity? Um, we've got electrodes strapped to us, and it's connected to something on the internet. That sounds like a bad idea. We just did an entire episode about hacking. (laughs) Not an entire episode, just part of an episode. Part of an episode about hacking. Um... I, I, I don't think I would I would shock Andy. When Andy annoys me, it's usually because either I'm wrong, which is fine, or it's a good opportunity as a teaching moment, which is fine, or it adds flavor to the show, which is fine. I don't know. Us shocking each other might add some sort of flavor to the show. God damn it, son of a... Ho- no. Zap, ah, <laughs> son of a... Dave, I'm sorry. You're wrong. Ow! Piece of shit! Do it back to you! see that's the problem that's what would end up happening though is that we would just start like one-upping each other and sending bigger and bigger and bigger shocks wasn't there a Simpsons episode like that yes they go to family therapy and they all start just shocking each other yep it was one of the early episodes oh we'd end up shocking each other to the point where like we were just screaming in pain. Comes down to who has the higher pain tolerance. That's an excellent question. I don't know who has the higher pain tolerance. I don't know. I don't really care to find out either, Andy. <laughs> Stop. I didn't say anything. did I not say didn't. a word. I know you didn't. That's why I knew what you were thinking. All right. Um. I think that's it. All right. That's a wrap. This is episode 414, recorded live on May 30th, 2015. Right, so random topic. Random topic. Random topic. What do you use to clean your ears? Earwax. Yes, that's true, isn't it? That's earwax the, is that's there the to help. The purpose clean your of ears. earwax is to clean your ear, it migrates out on its own. You don't need to put anything in your ear. You're actually not supposed to put them in your ear. Right. They specifically say on the box, do not insert this into your... E-. The Q-tip is just supposed to be cleaning around uh, your um, ear lobe. Yep, not the ear canal. No. You are not supposed to put things in your ear... You are not supposed to remove the wax that is in your ear. It is there to protect your ear. Now, let me tell you, being a percussionist, we always had earplugs while we were playing. hmm Oh, my God, that was disgusting. The wax that would show up on the plug? Yes. Yeah, just wipe it off. That's Well, I got the, the um, disposable earplugs. Oh, just threw them out? Yeah, just that big case, and you're like, oh, my God, what the, is this, throw that one out. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I I, mean, I use a Q-tip, but you shouldn't. I don't really, I, the only time I even wear earbuds is when I'm running, because I don't want to run with these giant things over my ears. But any other time, I wear over-the-ear stuff there, because I don't want to put anything in my ear. Yep, you're not supposed to. The only thing that goes in your ear is sound. But there's also, you know, dust and other particulates that go in there, which your earwax traps, what, and then... That's what the earwax is for. Yes. Do you ever have that where in the shower, like, your earwax warms up and then kind of dribbles out your ear? No, and I oh, think that. I need to go throw up. <laughs> That happened. That is one you. of the grossest things I've ever heard on this show in 400 episodes. <laughs> no, ah, oh. Andy. Yeah, no the the earwax warms no, up. No, stop, bit. stop. Why are you continuing with that? <laughs> Also, it happens with my nose as well with my snot. We just lost like eight subscribers and we only have 15 <laughs> subscribers. We have more than 15. We have way more than 15, but still. I think we have like 40 something. Yep. Well, now we lost a fifth of them. <laughs> Good job. I hope you're proud. It's so gross. Oh, all right. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> fine that's a wrap Ugh. this is episode 415 recorded live on June 6th 2015 alright random topic random topic rolled ahead of time Dave do you have any cute single relatives that you can hook up with some of your single listeners Hmm. do I have any single relatives I'm, well I know I have single relatives I'm wondering if I'd be able to set them up I don't know that they uh, actually I don't know if they're even single anymore if both graduated college, they probably have boyfriends. Well, you don't know. I No, I don't know. I haven't talked to this cousin in like f- six months. Well, I'm going to first say that this podcast is not a dating service. Okay. There is no bachelor number one or bachelor number two. Two, nope. the number of relatives that I actually know, I can probably count on one hand. Oh, see, that's the difference. That's That's why you can come up with an answer. I have, oh God, how many cousins do I have? <laughs> Stacey, Danny, Jeffrey, Evan, Noah, Evan, Noah, Adams. I'm counting some second cousins because they were essentially cousins. Uh, Daniel, Erica, Claire, Asia. If I'm not missing any, it's 12 right there. I think it's just those 12. Yeah, no, the the number, especially then they may have to classify relatives as single, which. There's only two that might be. I think everyone else is married now. Yeah, that further cuts down on the thing that I think the only one that would be um, I can think I can think of one in my family, one. And that would be my older brother. That's it. Just and you don't one. you don't want to do that. No. Even even if there were an eligible bachelorette, you wouldn't want to do that. No, that's why I'm going back to the previous statement that this is not a dating service. OK, I have two cousins who live in Seattle who may or may not be single. Were they the ones that I met? Yep. Oh, they were fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're not single. I'm going to go with that. I can check their Facebook right now. <laughs> Let's see if they've got anything. Uh, I'm going to guess, based on the profile picture, she is not single. (laughs) And... I don't know. Where do they have... It's in the about, isn't it? No? Friends... No clue. I don't know about the second one. Probably not. It used to be like right front and center. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, she probably wouldn't take my advice on something like that anyway. So I'm going to say no. I cannot set them up. So no. The answer is just no. Plain simple no. Yeah, I'm I'm a no on that one as well. So sorry, random single. This is also concerns me. Hans was the one who asked this question. Hans is married and has a kid on the way. Yeah. Who's he trying to set up? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Nope. Got nothing. Yeah. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Well, then that's a wrap. This is episode 416, recorded live on June 13th, 2015. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What do you keep in your glove box? An umbrella. My is- insurance. Yeah. I keep the registration and insurance. Some tissues. The owner's manual. Dog treats. Tissues I keep in the center console, along with some wet ones. So I I actually have two glove boxes, I should point out, in the Prius. You have two glove boxes? There are two. There's one that opens up and one that opens down. (laughs) They they gave me two glove boxes. Don't look at me like that. Go look at any, uh, let's see, there's got to be images of Prius interior. Prius glove box. Prius glove box. That is weird. See? It opens up and down. So I have two. So I'm guessing you don't ha- do you have a passenger airbag or yeah. no? Yeah, there's a passenger airbag. Where the hell is your passenger airbag stored? I don't then, know. If- <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> there is a passenger airbag. Because normally the passenger airbag would be where that... Top glove box is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay, so you have two glove boxes, so you have twice the glove box storage. Right. So I keep the napkins and, and tissues in there. Dog treats, umbrella, uh, the owner's manual for the car, registration. Uh, I know we've got some Dramamine or Dramamine sort of thing. That is not surprising. Your top glove box can fit a bottle of wine. Or at least it looks like some of your versions have that little notch on the left. It's for the neck of a wine bottle. Really? Yes. Huh. You're going to go out to your car and check this out, aren't you? I might do that. It fits a wine bottle? That's what it's supposedly there for. That's cool. I always wonder. I always wonder why there's an odd notch in the left side of your upper glove yeah. box. Yeah, weird. All right. So let's see. So, uh, yeah, manual. So I'll, I'll be transporting a wine bottle, I guess. So the, the, the question is, do you keep any gloves in your glove box? No. No. You don't need gloves for a steering wheel anymore. Especially if you have a steering wheel cover over your steering wheel. Like that, that was the point of the glove box, was people had driving gloves for their steering wheel because you had to grip the steering wheel because you didn't have power steering. So no, I do not keep gloves in my glove box. I don't think there's anything else in that glove box. Tons of little odds and ends. Coins. No, not really in mine. Glo- do you carry a gun in your glove box? No. Good. I don't have any permits. Why would I have a gun? As we spoke about last week, yes, I could actually make my own gun. Yes. All right. And with that... Yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. else in my glove box. All right. Call it. Yep. That's a wrap. This is episode 417, recorded live on Sunday, June 21st, 2015. Cool. Random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What message would you put in a fortune cookie? We have already done this, actually, which is kind of funny. Have we? Well, no. Kate and I have done this because our wedding party favors were fortune cookies with custom fortune cookie messages inside. Ah, I don't actually remember that. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Yes, please do take my word for this one because I know that this is true. Okay, so what message would you put in a fortune cookie? Same one I already put in a fortune cookie. What did you put in the fortune cookie? Live every day like it's your last, but always strive to see the next sunrise. Aww. Kate it's not so much actually, of a fortune. Kate's actually literally pulling out the fortunes that we have done. So would you, would you like to hear our custom fortune cookies? Sure. All right. Do or do not, there is no try. Of course. Hey, live every day like it's your last, but always strive to see tomorrow. Uh, keep moving forward. Always keep chocolate in the house. Life is too important to be taken seriously. These are stuck together. You will find love on Flag Day. Speaking of Simpsons, <laughs> laugh for no reason. It confuses people. Always wear comfortable shoes. Whenever possible, take the scenic route. Go big or go home. Always look on the bright side of life. Yes, exactly. And for good luck, hug the tallest bridesmaid. <laughs> that one is kind of wedding specific, so that one you're yeah. Putting uh, that'd actually be great just to have in a fortune cookie. You go to a Chinese <laughs> restaurant, you finish dinner, as best. You know, for good luck, hug the tallest bridesmaid. What? Or just hug the tallest person? No, I, I specifically the tallest bridesmaid. <laughs> okay. So yes, we we actually did custom fortune cookies already. So my those those are my answers. Okay, Dave. Ah, uh, eat your fruits and vegetables. I got nothing. I, I I have nothing profound after that series of amazing things. I don't know how feel, I should... really eat your fruits and vegetables. I, I really like my brain is blanking. I got nothing. Oh, here's okay. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple first. Uh, don't trust statistics that is that is a definite one um never make a bet that you can't win <laughs> andy yes i bet you that this will never happen okay yes uh, I know i've learned to put time limits on these things there you go yeah i was wondering how long i could keep that going No, I think those two are are pretty profound and useful statements, so I'm going to go with that. Never make a bet you can't win and never trust statistics. All right. All right. Well, Well, that's that. And that's a wrap. This is episode 418, recorded live on Sunday, June 28th, 2015. Woo! Okay. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. The random topic is if starving, sorry, if facing starvation, so not starving, but facing starvation, what would you eat first, your co-host or your pet dog or cat. I love my dog. I love my dog very much. Uh, But I... mm I mean, there's bad things with eating humans besides just culturally and also my dog is here. My co-hosts aren't. It would be a little hard for you to do that, I think. What about you guys? what are the bad
1: things about eating humans besides culturally?
0: Uh, things typically like most species don't practice cannibalism because diseases transfer. Parasites and diseases that are in one human when you eat them will affect you, whereas parasites and diseases in animals when you eat them sometimes will affect you.
2: So So what you're saying
0: is you don't want to eat us
2: because you think we're diseased
0: uh yeah let's go with that and well no, no, i don't know So even if you cook the people you could ah,
2: I'm not sure ah. if you cooked them well enough it would get it but i don't know how, what nutritional value is left after
1: one must we must find
0: this out is, what this is, proper is where mad cow came from to... well it's not even just cooking though it's like this is where mad cow came from was feeding ground up cows to cows no that's how mad cow spread they I already have.
1: had the mad cow disease,
0: right? I'm assuming some cow. I mean, it. it's it's prions, it's protein fragments at that point.
1: At any rate, I reject this question. I would kill myself first. So I guess
0: I'm meeting my co-host because <laughs> she's already dead. Right. Right. Like, well, I can't let that go to waste.
1: I mean, that was kind of my reasoning. I would not kill the cats because part one, they are my cats. And part two, there's not going to be much meat coming from them. And the emotional disturbance wouldn't be worth the few calories. Second, um, I'm not going to kill my husband. (laughs) And Dave is not here. So if I kill myself, or like, maybe I could chop off an arm. Like, see, the thing is, is I don't know what the most nutritionally dense piece is. Dave is, even if he were here, he would be too skinny probably to support myself and Brian and the cats because the cats would have to eat. Why can't I eat the cat food? You can eat
2: his dog, can't you?
1: I'm not going to eat Laz. You can't eat my dog? Again, like, I'm not going to eat Laz. That's terrible. In my brain, that equates to being like, well, there's this toddler. I could eat the toddler. What, just because the toddler can't talk? You're going to be willing to eat it? No, that's terrible. So the only
2: thing that I want to say on this topic is I'm not in that situation. I'm not currently starving. I don't really know how I would feel at the time, right before death. So I'm not sure which route I would go. Thinking logically... It would have to depend on how much longer I would be suspecting that I would be starving for.
0: Right. Like if eating the dog is going to keep me alive until I can get food, I'd, I'd probably eat the dog. If right. eating the dog is just prolonging death because there's no more food, then I don't know that I would do either of them.
2: I, I agree with that. So I'm choosing to eat my
0: own dog because I don't have one. Eat your own dog because you don't have one. Awesome. That's never get a dog.
1: Right. Oh, you smooth bastard. (laughs) Is that why you said that so that we wouldn't get a dog? Nope. Am I not supposed to be swearing? I'm sorry.
0: You can definitely swear. That's fine. Oh, good. Okay. So I think that's that then. Thank you guys for joining me on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Let's do it again. Sounds good. That's a wrap. This is episode 419, recorded live on Sunday, July 5th, 2015. We should hit the uh, random topic, which I rolled ahead of time yesterday. And the question is, what is your favorite song about Detroit?
3: My favorite song about Detroit is Heaven by Uncle Cracker with Kid Rock. Um, Mostly because I think it's funny and ridiculous, and it makes fun of Salt Lake City. And so that just does it for me.
0: And I always have to go with Don't Stop Believing by Journey because of South Detroit.
1: There is no South Detroit. That's why he likes it.
0: Well, that and if you go to any Detroit sporting event and they start to play this song, everybody there knows that you have to yell South Detroit when it comes on.
1: Okay, I'm terrible with songs. I could listen to a song every day for the rest of my life and not know the name of it. So I cannot name any songs that have Detroit in it.
3: Yesterday, Andy looked up a Wikipedia article that uh, listed songs about Detroit or had Detroit in it. And the list was very odd. It included anything with any sort of reference to Detroit, including like Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. And I'm like, there's
1: a reference to Detroit in that?
0: Yeah, he just pulled that up again. Not only that, but it's like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which happened in Lake Superior. So I don't know how that's related to, you know, um, Detroit somehow. We probably should listen to a couple of these questionable songs in the meantime. Yeah. And then there's also Sandstorm is on the list, which I don't understand that. I've got a
1: favorite song about Kalamazoo.
0: Yeah, no, uh, maybe the White Stripes have something about Detroit. I don't know. And then there's, I feel like there's better references to Kalamazoo songs than there are for songs about Detroit.
1: You had a different list yesterday. There was like the top 16 or something. And there were some good songs on that one.
0: Yeah, the Detroit Free Press uh, did a list for the marathon last year of 16 must have Detroit songs for your running playlist. That was a better list. So these are 16 great up-tempo songs that mention Detroit and were made by a local artist, Motown legend or Detroit native like Jack White. So we have Eight Mile from Eminem, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes, Ball with the Ball with Kid Rock, Fell in Love with a Girl by The White Stripes. That's a good song. Lose Yourself by Eminem, I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye, Detroit Rock City by Kiss, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger, Kick Out the Jams by MC Five, Come On Come On by the Von Bondies, another good song, Psychedelic Shack by the Temptations, What I Like About You by the Romantics, Nowhere to Run by Martha and the Vandellas, and Right Around the Corner by the Detroit Cobras. This actually this sounds a- like a good list. This is—I need to make a running list with these things on it.
3: I was going to say that is a
1: great <laughs> playlist for running.
0: So yeah, so I've got uh, Journeys Don't Stop Believing, Kate Scott. I've got a gallon, Kalamazoo. The By the Bronco, Bronco Margin Band, Band, not Miller. She's very adamant about this. Every Every time time. I think we hear the actual original version, she says that uh, the Bronco Marching Band did it better.
1: The Glenn Miller version is is delightful. It's lovely,
0: but it's too slow. And Kat's got Uncle Cracker, which I think will win the prize for the most unexpected.
3: It's a funny song.
0: I think I actually have an Uncle Uncle Cracker album somewhere in my system because I think I've got it in my iTunes library. So I, at one point, actually went out and bought an Uncle Cracker CD.
1: Or you acquired it from where, From somewhere. You have been around a lot of radio stations.
0: True, a lot of radio stations and going to the library. I hope you're not implying that you stole it from the library. Oh, oh. no, that would, be, that would be wrong. We just checked it out like a book. And listened to it before we returned it.
3: Hey, can I give uh, one random library news?
0: Sure. So this is the Random Access Podcast. So random, it literally is in our name.
3: So the librarian who's the head of the Library of Congress is retiring, and it's actually an appointed position. So uh, he's retiring in January. And so President Obama will need to appoint a new one. And so they're taking applications and they're specifically looking for someone who can bring the Library of Congress into the digital age. Because this last guy, um, I think his last name is Billings, uh, basically refused to get on board with this whole technology thing. Um, I think he still sent faxes to his coworkers. He refused to get email. Refused to get
1: email? I think that's what I was reading. My grandmother could email. And she couldn't even figure out how to use the, the period button.
3: So anyway, if uh, there's anyone who's out there who uh, thinks they make an awesome, you know, basically librarian for the biggest library – uh, they should apply. And i will be very curious to see who gets the job and what changes they make.
0: Yeah, because the Library of Congress, I do believe, is the one who was ruling on um, allowing phones to be unlocked so you could actually change uh, service providers with them.
3: And I do believe this person oversees like the copyright law office and everything
0: too. So they've got a lot of different stakes in technology that you just wouldn't expect from the Library of Congress.
1: Knowing that the head of the Library of Congress refuses to use email because it's too technolo- t- technological makes that terrifying now.
0: Yep, and on that happy note, Kat, thank you again for uh, coming out here.
1: It's been a blast.
0: Hopefully, this was not as repetitive as I was hoping it was not going to be. Did no, that
1: make sense? sense? That sentence doesn't make sense.
0: My apologies. All right, well, I guess uh, that's a wrap. This is episode four twenty. <laughs> Recorded live on Saturday, July 11th, 2015. Shall we move on? Yes. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is the one item that you really should throw away but probably never will? Oh. My portfolio from research seminar. Oh, wow. Why do you still have that? Sentimental value. That at one, I can prove that at one point I was a semi-decent writer. You see, now being a little bit of a hoarder, also the child of hoarders, that sometimes literally, like, throwing stuff away, like, puts me into a bit of a panic attack. Like, I remember cleaning out my closet, like, at one point I had to stop and, like, well, lie What if I'll need and, this? What, what if... What if I need this in a week? Yeah, no, it was one of those things where it's like, I do do I need this? Do I not need this? What am I, I it like it was a panic attack. I had to like lie down on the floor and just breathe deeply. I actually had to like call Kate in here to like make sure I wasn't going crazy. So there's like a, there's a, there's a lot of things I probably should throw away but probably never will. I'm I'm sitting here as I look at an iPod Nano box that the iPod Nano came in. Throw out the box, Andy but it's storing the iPod cables and such. There are better storage solutions. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man, there's so sweat so on that you probably really should throw. it, but probably never will. Oh, man, I don't know. There are many things. <laughs> Everything. Oh. All the things. I don't know. This is, like, th- this question just makes me antsy. Wow. I know. That's, like, I. it's, oh, man. What should I throw away, but probably never will? I don't know. I don't know. There's old PC software here that I probably don't even know if it will actually still run on my computer. Do you have any of those old AOL discs? No. Which is actually Windows, kind of funny. Windows ninety five, ninety eight. I, I was actually going through cleaning. I was cleaning out my office because it was Friday, and I didn't really want to do a lot of heavy duty work. So I've been going through and cleaning out my office because it's been. I've literally been full time for the past year. On the fourteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's like one of the things with like, well, it's been a year. If I haven't touched one of these things, do I really need to keep it? So now I've been going through all the old stuff there. We had so many old copies. Because Dell, when they send you a computer, they'll send you like the recovery disks as well, right? Right. But the recovery disks are just generic. So I was going through like, we have like 20, 30 copies of Windows XP Service Pack 1 disks. Do we need those? No. No. XP service pack, two disks. Do we need those? I'm going to save one because our automation machine, some of them are still running XP. But Andy, what if you need to image two machines at once? Why the hell would I need to image two machines at once? You wouldn't ever need to. No, that's that's kind of my point. Throw out some of your other stuff, Andy. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff at work that I got rid of, which was good because I needed some of the CD cases for some of the new stuff that um, didn't have sleeves or came in big boxes. And I'm like, well, I don't need this whole box full of all the documentation. I just need the CD. So let's throw out the old CD, put the new CD in the new sleeve and then go clean things up, throw it out. Yeah, no. Yeah. Throwing out. It's it's a hard knock life there. Mm, Sure. It's so much easier for you, I'm guessing. No, it's actually difficult for me, too. I have a hard time throwing things out. I'm getting better at it, though. Yeah, it's one of the things where it's like, do, do I need it right now? If so, okay, it stays where it is. Am I going to use it in six months to a year? Maybe. then. Okay. Ask yourself this question instead. Not, am I going to use it in six months or a year? Have I used it in the last year? True. Ask yourself that question. Have I used this in the last year? If you have not... Chances are, even if you think you're going to need it in the next year, you probably won't actually need it in the next year. Throw it out. I sit here as I look at our little HP DeskJet printer thinking we haven't really used it in the last year, but it's nice to have a spare printer in case I need to print something out and, you know, I run out of ink or something. Have you used it in the last year? No. What do you print? (sighs) Crossword puzzles. (laughs) Crossword puzzles, coupons, Wait, you rooms. haven't printed any in the last year, how did you do your taxes? i uh, e filed it, it well, I filed the federal. I printed out the state one because there's no way okay. I'm pay well, money but, but then you've you've used it not not the small one, the big one. Oh, you wait, you have two printers. Yes, Andy, get rid of your small printer, but it's a backup. Take care of your big printer. go donate your small one. okay, take it to goodwill. let someone else have it. okay, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, with that <laughs> Andy. Oh, that's a wrap. This is episode 421, recorded live on Saturday, July 18th, 2015. So, shall we hit the random topic? Sure. I rolled ahead of time. And I got this Russell Crowe singing, I am a little teapot holding the ladder for Andy while Andy re-roofs David's house. My first question is, why am I standing on the ladder while I'm trying to re-roof Dave's house? Why am I not on the roof? And if I'm on the roof, then why is Russell Crowe just standing there holding a ladder singing I'm a little teapot?
2: So I was wondering if if now that you've said it again, if he meant for you to imitate this situation, like what would Russell Crowe sound like while this happened? But
0: I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if I can do a Russell Crowe accent because he's got that slightly grovelly Australian, which, as we all know from this podcast, I cannot do accents very well.
2: I'm not much better. So hopefully that isn't what he meant by it.
0: The other question is, why am I re-roofing David's house? Because I do not have any sort of roofing experience. So if I did something, it probably won't be good.
2: Well, at least it's Dave's house, not my house. With my house, you're like 50 feet off the ground dave's house it's you know like a normal house
0: that is true yeah because you got like the basement that's above ground yeah i've got the basement that's that's basically at
2: the same level as the ground and then each one of the two floors above it is the extra high ceiling and it's just i've dread having to even think of putting up christmas lights or anything like that
0: this is why you need to buy a drone a
2: drone with human hands
0: or at least like some sort of thing to like connect them onto the uh, the roof. To be
2: honest, we were actually
0: thinking of purchasing a small little drone just so we could take
2: a look at what the roof looks like, you know, to see if it needs to be repaired or if there's issues or things like that in the future.
0: Now, do you have an attic in that place or no?
2: Possibly. <laughs> if we do, there's no way that we've been anywhere close to it because it also is high off the ground.
0: Because I'm thinking of, like, your your uh, your high ceilings upstairs there, and I'm not sure if you have an attic. I think you are, like, all the way up to the – because it's an angled roof up there, right? Yes. I'm not sure if you have an attic. I'm not sure if I have an attic either. How is your house put together? I don't know.
2: Yeah, there's times where I'm like, why did they do that this way? And then I realized this was the first model home that they had. So the basement was actually, like, an office. So this is one of those houses that if you go to a new development – And you're walking through the testing, like the, this is what our houses will look like if you buy one. My house is that one for this neighborhood.
0: Oh, so you had the demo home. Okay. Yes. So it leads to a lot of weird
2: placement of things, as well as um, the fact that I think maybe some of the water and electricity is on my power. Like we have a park not too far away from us that has a, uh, a clock on it. And I'm pretty sure the wires route into my electricity. So I might be paying for the the clock.
0: Well, I feel like that's a short end of the stick right there. Yeah. Well, you know. So yeah, this, this is a Hans question. Well, it's not even a Hans question. This is just a Hans statement that makes no sense. So... Sorry, Hans, if you were hoping for something else. Because I I don't know how to, I responded as best as I could to this, but uh, yeah. So um, I guess that's the end of the episode then. So Bri, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out for me for a bit here.
2: No problem. Glad to help.
0: And uh, sorry about the rain.
2: Hasn't hit yet. I'm hoping it might pass over me. It probably won't.
0: It'll probably pass over you and dump a lot of rain in the process.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: All right, well, uh, now it's clear skies over here, so I might actually go out biking if it's, you know, not 90 degrees. So I uh, guess that's a wrap. This is episode 422, recorded live on Saturday, July 25th, 2015. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Slightly less random than last week. Yes. Is the internet inclusive or exclusive? This was actually suggested to me because we were discussing the fact that the internet was supposed to be this all-inclusive thing where you're supposed to have everybody coming together on equal footing, and it's supposed to be a digital utopia sort of thing. Yeah, I, well, it's certainly not a digital utopia. No, like, there there are the haves and have-nots. There are people who have influence. There are people who have significantly more influence than others. Is it inclusive or exclusive? I mean, it's both, right? Like. I, it's inclusive in the sense of anyone can can go onto it and start something if you have access to it. That there's a thing we always talk about here, which is the the heck we even talked about just now with the AT and T Direct TV merger, where they have to the AT and T is required to give discounts to low income families so that they can access it. Yeah, so there there's constantly people have shown a digital divide via race, a barrier to entry. Yeah, there's a but, barrier to entry that's. A- to call it exclusive. How is, how is that not exclusive? Th- th- there's literally a digital divide in age, race, and income. That's, that's, not ex- that's not inclusive. If it was inclusive, there wouldn't be those digital divides. This, the internet is for us to have a walled garden. Heck, the internet started out as walled gardens. Yep, that is accurate. The Internet itself was built to be an exclusive place. Heck, the deep way, the deep web is even more so. Was it, do you really think it was built to be exclusive? Because I don't think that's the case. I don't think that was the the original goal was let's make something where we have access and other people don't. I think that's a consequence of the the current model of supporting the infrastructure for it. That in order to get to the Internet, you have to go through one of these cellular companies or these internet providers and they are going to charge you for it. Some people don't have the access cuz they can't pay for it. But there's those those same people and not to not to belittle their position, not to say oh it's not that bad for them. They still do have access. They can many of them, not necessarily all of them, for instance go to a public library. Yes, it is not ideal. Yes, it is not the same level of access as you and I have. But I don't think that that's the internet or the design of the internet. That's a consequence of how we're supporting the structure for it. Now you make a valid point there. It's, the internet on itself is supposed to be inclusive. It's supposed to be self-reliant. It's supposed to be repairable. That's, the, the, that's why it's a web. It's a, it's a distributed network. Yeah, which distributed networks have to be inclusive. That's the only way that they're going to work. But yeah, so it, you know, it's, it's not 100% inclusive, certainly right now, but the only people who are banned from the internet, that's what I think of with exclusive, is people who not only because of, of their current circumstances can't get on, but given any set of circumstances wouldn't be able to get on, are like hackers who have committed incredible crimes through the internet and for public safety have been banned from using electronic devices. Or people who live in countries that are dictatorships and such. Right. Where they control the internet access, i.e. the Great Firewall of China. But again, that's not the internet being inclusive or exclusive. That's how people are using it. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's the it's it's the, the handprint of humans on the internet that have caused yeah. the exclusive difficulty. i mean it's it's like asking is reading inclusive or exclusive that's i i think that's what it is i don't agree with the question is reading inclusive or exclusive well there's people who can't read yeah then you're trying to say is the barrier of entry into reading different than the barrier of entry into the internet as a whole well you have to get a library card anyway if you wanted to go to the public library and access the internet kate also says that uh she doesn't think that the founders of the internet could have predicted people wanting to play angry birds while they poop this is also true that is very true very true So, do you think that we're able to, at some point, going to fix this inclusive-exclusive thing, or do we not need to worry about it? Is it just over, is it going to fix itself over time? I don't know. I'm certainly not in the position to make that call. I think everybody feels like, yes, we should have this as an all-inclusive. Well, do you think it's moving more towards inclusivity? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know, because the, the echo chambers of the internet. Right. I think we're too involved in the system to make that call. Well, because I I know we talk about this all the time. It's the echo chamber. It's like the Facebook keeps on basically making the, um, the circle of my newsfeed tighter and tighter. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's not really being inclusive at all. It just keeps on giving me more of what I want. And that just makes the circle smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it becomes exclusive. It's like, okay. Go to. I mean, now I'm just curious. Let me go to my But it's feed. it's not making it any more or less exclusive. No, it's just changing what you see. But and there's also, nothing that stops you from reaching out to see more. It's making it extremely difficult to try and reach out and see more because it knows it, that it it, 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 know, it knows it knows what I want to see. No, 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 no. Wait, it's not making it more difficult to reach out. It's not limiting that. It's just that it's much easier for you not to reach out. Are those really two? Different things. Yes, I can make it harder for you to reach out. I can also just make it easier for you to not reach out. Those are two different things. Or it's like you're not locking the door to the outside, but you're just bringing everything outside. I did. So it, let's let's take that example. I'm not locking the door to go outside. I'm just bringing you your drinks where you are. I'm fluffing the pillows. I'm bringing in the more comfy chairs. Outside is still there. You are welcome to go outside. Whew. This is a lot more deep than last week's random topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I don't know what else to do with this one. It's, it's, a, it's a tough cookie. Something that we should always, you know, think about is... Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got something to do. Yep. All right. call it. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.